Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, live from the podcast studio at Shop Talk 2019, where we always discuss the technology, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. We'd like to thank our sponsors today, Market Beyond. Market Beyond provides Fortune 500 brands and online retailers with actionable insights to optimize e-commerce inefficiencies at the product level. Their unique technology employs advanced machine learning and AI across billions of online shopping journeys, correcting deficiencies in product assortments, pricing models, website traffic, and other conversion factors, thereby ensuring growth, both in revenue and market share. You can visit them to learn more at themarketbeyond.com and, of course, at their Shop Talk booth number 2529. And Moz. Moz is the trusted authority in online search with powerful SEO and local search platforms that improve the position of your brand locations and competitive rank in search results. Well, we are pumped and in our pumped. So I've known this guy, our next guest, for a little bit now. It's probably been close to a year, I think. Probably longer, yeah. Yeah, and he is the founder and CEO of Robomart, and his name is Ali Ahmed. So Ali, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah. Great to be here. It's awesome. So first of all, how's the show going for you? It's been great. Um, you know, just got done with a talk, and uh, we actually got here yesterday. So this is the first day we've been walking around, seeing all the all the displays and, and the booths, um, and we're leaving early tomorrow morning. So I haven't really uh, been able to take it all in, but um, as of now, I think it's been a great show. And the speech went well? It did. It went really well. It's we great. had uh, several people come afterwards to, to express their interest, and it always goes well when you get off stage and the person who mic'd you up says, that is brilliant. Yeah, I would cool. love yeah. to use that. Yeah, yeah. you got some pretty interesting content. Yeah. So, so for those listening... Sure. What is Robomart and what did you talk about today? Sure. So Robomart is, uh, actually, before I tell you what it is, why yeah. don't I kind of um, you know, build up into, sure. into, into the reveal. Um, today, there are two ways that you can buy goods. You can physically go to the store and make a purchase, yep. or you can order online right. and have things delivered. That's it. There are yep. two ways. That's right. And Americans make 24 million trips every single day to the grocery store. 70% of those trips are for less than 10 items. Okay. So we waste a huge amount of time on grocery runs, right? right? And I mean, if you add it up, it's something like 24 million hours a day, which is right. two and a half thousand years wasted on grocery runs every single day. Yeah. And if you're listening at home, Ali is actually jumping out of his seat right, right. now as yeah. he's talking about this. I mean, I mean that's it's pretty so passionate about it. Yeah, though. that's crazy. It is. It's it nuts. is. And 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 when you think about e-commerce, you know, it promised to be much faster and more convenient, but in spite of that, less than two percent of groceries are sold online. Why? Because delivery is expensive, fine. Right. But more importantly, it's because we just do not trust, trust somebody else picking our fruits, vegetables, perishables. And these, these categories make up 60% of all groceries. And we just do not trust somebody else doing it for them. 100%, right. And we've never had the option to pick our own goods with home delivery. A lot of people are talking about autonomous delivery robots as sort of the next generation, is the future of solving this issue. But, you know, it takes the same amount of time for a robot to make a delivery as a human if not longer, mm -hmm. if you think about it, mm -hmm. right? First, as a customer, you have to create a basket. You have to actually log in, right. search for your items, create a basket, have a retailer, accept the order, stock up the vehicle, and then make the delivery. Right. And then when it arrives, you still don't get to pick your own goods. Right. So we've turned delivery on its head by creating the world's first self-driving store. Okay. So you tap a button, and the entire store comes to you, so you can shop right at home, at your doorstep, for the freshest goods. Um, without paying an extra fee. What, like the milkman or the ice cream truck in my neighborhood? Is that what we're talking about here? So that's, uh, I mean, 
In a way, yes. Yeah, but I can we're demand back when to, it comes. It's on I'm demand. I'm not like the kid just waiting in the playground and all of a sudden the ice cream truck comes. I can actually just have it come when I want. You can order it when you want. Yeah, okay. we may have a jingle, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you order it when you want to. And it's a fully on-demand service. And so we're taking advantage of the the fact that when you're out of something, let's say you're out of milk, right. you know, you're out of tomatoes and you're cooking, uh, at that point in time, you have a decision to make. Either you can waste an hour plus to go to the store or you can waste 10, 15 bucks to have it delivered. At that point, people just stop. They just don't order. Right. And so we give retailers a new re retail channel, the first retail channel since e-commerce. So how does that work for the customer then? And what kind of time frame are we talking? Is this like I, I open the app and I order my tomatoes that I forgot? It's fascinating. Yeah, how long is, am I looking at? Yeah, so you don't even need to order. You simply call the store to you like an Uber or Lyft. Sure. And yeah. when it arrives, then you get to shop physically. Um, and so why the reason why we've done that and not a hybrid delivery plus store model is because it is the fastest way to shop as well. Because when you have roving stores in your neighborhood, you can get them at a moment's notice, within minutes. Within and be, minutes. Within minutes. So we're I talking mean, like how long? Like 10 minutes? I, and there's a, oh. So obviously we need scale uh, in any density sure. in, in this space. But sure. if you look at Uber and Lyft as an example, okay. uh, you tend not to wait more than four or five minutes for an Uber to show up. That's and that's amazing. the goal that we have. And that's what we're aspiring to get to. Well, that's really interesting too, because like shopping for groceries online is really challenging. So like, yeah, taking that out of the equation, just having it come to you. Yeah. So what, what's showing up in, in said RoboMart or yeah. said, you know, roving grocery store? What's, what's showing up there for the consumer? Sure. So we license RoboMarts to retailers and okay. then they decide the stock selection. Okay. Uh, we do have some criteria, uh, depending on the interior, depending on cooling requirements. So we do influence some of the categorization that, that's, that's there. Uh, but we see every aisle of the supermarket, every category being its own road mart. Mm -hmm. And some retailers may choose to have a more fuller selection, mm -hmm. like a small you know, mini mart or convenience mm -hmm. store. But some may choose to have individual road marts with just an entire category. But that trust factor, you tend to think, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, from our past conversations, you tend to think that certain categories lend themselves more, right? Like, I don't need to see my macaroni and cheese box, but like yeah. perishables, for example, fresh meats, that's kind of different, right? Like, Absolutely, that, okay. yeah. So, I mean, um, e-commerce works great for the long tail of products. Okay. If you think of a very specialized item like a garden gnome or electronic, you know, something in the electronic space, yeah. it's great to just buy it online, right? Because yeah. you know. You have consistent quality, and you know that you're getting the same thing again and again, right? But when it comes to fresh goods and daily goods, like what I what we call fast-moving goods, not just packaged consumer goods, but fast-moving goods in total, right. it's a term that encompasses not just fresh groceries, but also the stuff that you want to buy every single day or several times a week. You're out of toothpaste, you know, you're out of milk, um, things like that, where you can now get them at a moment's notice when you need them, rather than having to go through the entire shopping process, uh, which you do today. You know what I recall is from a presentation I was at this morning where they talked about, you know, in the early 1900s, it was clerk-managed stores, and when the first Piggly Wiggly opened, and yeah, you know, right. like yep. people were picking their own products. Like, this to me is like the future version of that. Really this is the next kind of way that we're going to be completely overhauling how we're shopping. It's yeah, I mean, this is what I was, was talking about on stage is that in three decades, we've not had a better way to shop. Right. It's right. just those two channels. Yeah. Yeah, and so right. with RobeMart, we've created a brand new channel, a retail channel, where we can distribute and sell goods. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can start to see consumer behaviors even changing around this. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have this thing stop by my house, especially on the weekends, too. Like, yeah. I'm going to have this stop by the house. I want to cook something. I want to fry up a steak or fry up a steak, grill up a steak, up a steak yeah. you know, or and, and pick my produce. And, like, okay, let's just, you know, maybe, yeah, you can buy coffee, all kinds of stuff that you could get into with this. With yeah. that. That's interesting. How, okay. how are brands approaching you? Like, is one CPG company, for example, looking to do, would they do their own kind of concept I mean that's obviously packaged goods but um, or, or maybe like a, a, a meat provider are they mm-hmm. are they going into like we will just brand this and only carry our space sure. or is it like working with a, a, retailers. a particular retailer yeah. so we've had considerable interest I mean okay. since, since we debuted uh, we've had almost 70 retailers reach out to us and brands and when it comes to brands in particular, they see, right. they see a direct-to-consumer channel. Exactly. And some of them have brought up the fact that, you know, uh, getting shelf space in a road mart in a retail road mart, like a retailer's road mart. Uh, but a lot of them have talked about branding the entire vehicle, having a dedicated direct-to-consumer channel. Mm. And it's not just fast-moving goods companies. I, I honestly believe that's the ideal use case, like you said. But we've been approached by a construction company that wants to... Ha- automate the process of getting tools. So when their foreman actually leaves, everyone stops working, and they waste considerable time. If yeah. you can have the tool shed come to them. Right. So, so all that sounds super cool, and I can tell by the look on Ant's face and even like the sound of my voice, like getting pretty excited about this, but like conceptualization is really different than, all right, let's have the rubber meet the road here. So like, where are you guys in terms of actual implementations? What have you tested? Where do you have potential pilots? Like how, how are things moving from the idea stage into actual something working at scale? Sure. So we recently announced a partnership with Stop and Shop, one of the leading uh, supermarket chains in the U.S., um, and we'll be deploying roadmarks with them later this year. Okay. And we've been doing considerable testing, um, and we're right now gearing up for those initial deployments. And when you say deployments, like how does that work too? Because there's so much around regulations in terms of autonomous vehicles and that type of thing. So like, how are you getting around that, or how are you thinking about that, or how does that play into what you're doing? Sure. So we have seen it as a bit of a challenge, okay. um, but. We currently have a green light in two jurisdictions. Okay. Uh, we've been working with a lot of the regulatory bodies for, for months, almost half a year now. And uh, we're working very closely with them. Uh, part of what we're doing is teleoperating the vehicles for the initial deployments. Okay. And what that means is that there's a remote driver in control at all times. Okay. So even though roadmarks are autonomous and uh, we've successfully tested autonomy on our vehicles, um, it gives regulators a much more, com- makes them a lot more comfortable when they know there's a human in the loop all the time. Right. It's not even a hybrid approach where it switches off or it does any handover. And so knowing that there's a human in control at all times, even though it's a driverless vehicle, has given them the comfort. It's a low speed vehicle, never goes above 25 miles an hour. Okay. And because it's driverless and never carries any humans, not passengers, not even a safety driver, we have built it to be among the safest vehicles on the roads. Yeah. The body's made out of lightweight materials, meant to crumple, and we can always prioritize the safety of everyone around okay. rather than the contents of the vehicle. I've never heard that before. That's yeah. really interesting. You guys have been thinking, you've thought of every possible angle. So this is really truly a venture play then. I mean, this is, I mean, is going to take some time to build up. This is going to take some serious investment. How are you guys thinking about that? So we recently, very recently, opened up our Series A. Okay. Um, it's a, a large round of funding that we're raising. Um, there's been considerable validation. Uh, one of the players in the space, uh, another... I mean, we're one of a handful of companies that has built a custom driverless vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're focused on delivery and they just raised a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But what's great about that is that it's, um, it's really validated the space of low speed right. driverless vehicles. Mm-hmm. 
And we believe that we have a better value proposition than delivery. I mean, delivery can only save you cost, labor costs, right? Mm -hmm. We're creating a new channel where you can have additional revenue upside. And it's a new technology platform off that channel to do many different things. That's correct, yeah. And so uh, it is a capital intensive business. We're a full stack AV robotics company, uh, so it requires capital. But part of what we're doing is working with retailers. And as we start moving into out of pilots and into licensing, um, you know, we will adopt more of a uh, approach that Airbus and Boeing do. So you place an order for 100 airlines, uh, 100, 100 aircraft, and, um, and a lot of that is paid up front. And so that allows us to offset some of the cost of, of sure. manufacturing. So if people want to see this, where do they go? Like, because I, I I know personally I've seen some of the videos when we were sure. first talking about a year ago. Because it's pretty interesting to watch. Like, where can they go to learn more, check things out, see how this actually works, what you guys have tested, how you've done it? Yeah. So, um, you know, our website is robmart.co. We okay. have a great deal of information on the website. Uh, we also just a few weeks ago announced that partnership with Stop and Shop. So there's a huge amount of press coverage Almost that press coverage. that we've you know, we've given interviews. We've we've talked more about you know the vehicle, the safety, where we're deploying, what our plans are. And so, yeah, they can read up on that um, through those channels. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so we got to get you out of here on this. We do this with everybody. Okay. And I'm a betting man, and we're in Vegas, and so I, I got a feeling. Like I got a feeling like you're gonna do pretty well on this. So, are you ready for how millennial are you? Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a millennial, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Again, it's not to judge how old you are. It's to, to, it's judge, to judge your curiosity. curiosity five, five, so. Absolutely. So, Ann, you ready for this? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. In uh, the last week, how many times? Have you ordered uh, food, beverage, anything via an app? Twice. Twice. Only twice. What? What? What do you do? Off Postmates, Postmates. and okay. they pre-auth fifty dollars for a four-dollar order. Was not happy with that. Oh man. <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's go into another. There's, there's a subtle business competitive dig there. Right. Thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What about uh, Starbucks? No, no, like like Starbucks. That's always kind of the ubiquitous. For app. delivery. Yeah. Yeah, or just or just ordering. Oh yeah, I don't I don't I don't drink coffee. Oh, I'm not okay, a coffee got drinker. It. So then that would not apply. My co-founders are, and they drink a huge amount of coffee, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> they they make up for it. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one is a payment question. So, you're going to the grocery store, you're checking out. Are you paying with your phone or using mobile payment, or are you pulling your credit card out? Pulling my card out. Oh my You gosh. are. I am. Yes. Chris is going to be wrong. The guy who is basically creating the genetic <laughs> petri dish offspring of the milk, the, milk, the what is it, the, the ice cream truck in the grocery store still uses his credit card. Okay, why is that? It's because a lot of places don't accept Apple Pay. Because they don't have it. But My if they did, would you has, use Apple Pay? has no? a Google device, and so oh, okay. Android is, I think, more widely accepted here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and, and so he uses his phone all the time to check out. Yeah. But I, if if they do have Apple Pay. Um, no, I'd still probably use my you phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier to pull out my wallet than the phone. So it's just not in your facial recognition, and I have to, yeah. Right. That's awesome. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> Last question. Um, if you could only use one social app, what would it be and why? One social app? Mm -hmm. I would have to say WhatsApp. Okay. Okay. Uh, we use Slack a lot for you know communications with our team, and, and um, that's great. But email could replace that. I mean, if it really, really came down to it, I think WhatsApp is my connection to my family. It's my connection to, to my friends overseas. Um, you know, I've spent a great deal of my life overseas in a lot of different countries, and that is the one conduit that I have to all those people. 
we've heard that before. Yeah. We've, we've heard that once before. I think, yeah, especially there's an international component to yeah. some of those social connections. That seems to be a really prevalent answer. So, very interesting. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really it's enjoyed that interview. Thanks for making time for us today at the show. We know for you're sure. busy. You just came off your speech. Um, so, we really, really appreciate it. Again, now, again, if, if they want to learn more, where should they go? Robomart.co.co. Okay. Awesome. And thanks again, Ali Ahmed, the founder and CEO of Robomart. Thanks to our sponsors as well, Moz and Market Beyond. And of course, to everyone, be careful out there. Thank you. Thank you.